Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to us. We continue on with these songs of the night, these songs through the night, remembering that the book of Psalms was written as songs. And uh, uh, at the temple, they would sing them. At the tabernacle, they would sing them. They'd hold hands and sing, and they'd sing out to the Lord and sing praises to him and love him and care for them. And they still, the Jewish folks still sing Psalms unto the Lord in many cases. And with me, as always, is my friend and and co-host, Stephanie Wesco. And good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Doug. How are you? I'm living the dream. How about you? Um, I am living on caffeine and rejoicing in the Lord. You know, there's something to be said for caffeine and rejoicing in the Lord. Uh, not necessarily in that order, but uh, caffeine. Caffeine's keeping me awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had my grande chai tea latte. I, I got rid of the extra squirt because it was costing me an extra 60 calories. So I have a... Yeah. My new order is a grande chai, no water. It's not extra hot anymore. It doesn't have the extra squirt anymore. And well, I, just, I like extra hot. You know, sometimes they scald it. Sometimes they ruin it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going with a Zevia zero cal- calorie energy drink. Well, good for you. So yeah. It has no calories in it. It kind of tastes like pop, and it it gives me a little caffeine to keep me going. Yeah. So, so and, and then Stephanie's got me hooked on this pink drink. I don't even think it's on the menu, but it's pretty good. It is. Yeah, it's on the menu. Yeah, it's called the pink drink. So I got a vente pink drink twice since Stephanie's left. And this is what I know. It's a, a high caffeine output. It'll wake you up. A little mm-hmm. bit of calories dealing with it. You know, in my life, I have I allow it's myself one. It's less than one, a chai. It is. And I allow myself one Starbucks drink of some nature per day, period. And some days I don't go with them. I've been drinking a lot more at home lately. And just putting uh, my friend Stephanie bought me some cinnamon swirled whipped honey. So I'll make a chai tea bag and a tea. And I put a teaspoon of that cinnamon swirled whipped honey along with some heavy cream. And that stuff's all right. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. we got this segment coming into this. Uh, talking about knuckleheads, the not knucklehead moment. And trying to do that, Stephanie, so we can help out our brethren. We, uh, mm-hmm. we want our brethren to know what makes them a knucklehead and what doesn't because we don't want knuckleheads. And people listening to this podcast are above the fray. They're non-knuckleheaded people. And uh, so we want them to know what they need to do. Now, one thing that's always bothered me, that's got under my craw, that's stuck under my nail, that's drove me crazy, that's like having a sliver that messes me up is people who don't take care of their American flag. And, yeah. uh, and I just want to tell you, you might be a knucklehead if your American flag doesn't have a light on it at night, is getting torn up, is faded, whatever the case may be. If you let that thing lay around on the ground, if you're wearing an American flag as a patch on your pants or a bandana on your head or something like that, you might be a knucklehead. That's all I'm saying. I want to get that out of the way. That flag means a lot to me. Uh, 
54 of the people I loved, commanded, took care of, stuff like that. They're in heaven today, and uh, their coffins were under that flag. And uh, they played the national anthem of this country in memorial, and they played taps. And, and, and folks, let me tell you something. I think that uh, you might be a knucklehead if you're not taking care of the American flag. That's all I want to say. I don't think we got to – I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie? I agree, Doug. Um, that's something um, – you know, it's sad the things that we have to talk to our kids about sometimes, but explaining to them why it's cruel and evil. And um, I'm thankful that my kids are extremely um, patriotic and um, want to take care of the flag and, and respect it and what it stands for. And I think that's the point. You know, our flag's supposed to stand for freedom and um, by God's grace, we pray that it will continue to stand for that and be a symbol of that and that we don't play with that. That's That's been bought with blood, and that's something that we're supposed to treasure and hold dear. Yeah, and I, and I think, um, what's that old Lee Greenwood song, The Flag Still Stands for Freedom? Oh, yeah. And yes. can't take that away? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Listen, yes. I'm Joe not a nationalist. I, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm patriot. I'm not a nationalist. I don't think that my salvation is found in the president or Congress or Senate. Or I do bleed red, white, and blue. But first in my life is understanding I'm a pilgrim, that I'm saved, yeah. that I'm blood bought, that I, you know, that that I've been bought with a price. And but I just can't take it when people uh, mess with the American flag. And then food that's right with God. I'm I'm a zoodle guy. I may have said this before, but you give me a zucchini. I got several in the refrigerator waiting for supper tonight. I'm going to put it in my noodle spiralizer, and I'm going to drop that in boiling water. And when the boil starts again, I'm going to set it for one minute. I'm going to throw it through a strainer. I'm going to put some tomato sauce on that, and I'm going to have some righteous zoodles. And, man, those things are right with God. I just want to say that. Not the frozen ones you could buy at Walmart or down at your Lowe's food market or whatever you got in your area or Publix or uh, stop and shop, Kroger's, whatever your thing is. I'm talking about taking some old-fashioned zucchini grown in the hills of Indiana or wherever, South Carolina, and, and spiralizing that bad boy, cooking it for one minute after the water starts to boil, dumping it out, putting some tomato sauce on that, a little bit of Parmesan cheese, and you're living good. My friends, that's food. That's right with God. So here we go. We're going through the book of Psalms. We're on Psalm number 119. We've only got about two more podcasts left in Psalm 119. What a blessing it's been. It's had this common thread about what you need to do, what you need to read, how you need to be right, and how God can make a difference in your life. And I think we're seeing that. I think that uh, over and over again, we've talked about things like trusting in him, stepping out, being revived, being faithful, uh, knowing God, being prayer warriors, uh, having that communication that goes back and forth that the... Uh, we talked about malicious incompliance, how things can get all messed up. We've, we've talked about those different kinds of things. But I think more than anything right now, my dear friends, I think that uh, uh, we need to trust God. We need to step out. We need to know that God can make a difference in our life. Uh, we, need to, we need to know that he will make a difference in our life, and he always does. You know, it's when we sell out for God, uh, he's so close to us. When we get closer to God, he gets closer to us. He's nigh. He's nigh unto them that are brokenhearted, Stephanie. Are you brokenhearted? Many times. <laughs> I am every day, but he's close to me. He's right next to me. He's right next to Stephanie. And friends, he can be right next to you. So here we are in the book of Psalms. We're in 119. We're over in uh, uh, 
And so I figured out how to read. So you notice my reading's been a little bit better. I hold my Bible about two and a half feet from my eyes, praise God, and everything works out okay. But it says, princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. I love that. I hate and abhor lion, but thy law do I love. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgment. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. Oh, what a beautiful thing. It's talking about having that godly balance in your life, trust in God, blessed Blessed when you have that right relationship with God. Blessed when you trust in God. We want to do something a little different. We want to have Stephanie start off with a song, and then we're going to get into this. Now, what song are you going to sing for us, Stephanie? Doug, it's called The Solid Rock, and it's a beautiful song that talks about God being our hope, um, that confident expectation we put, can put in Him. Amen. Well, blow that thing away. All right. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Wow. All other ground. Everything else is sinking sand. You know, what's your foundation built on? We, uh, we lived in our house. We had an old house up in New York State. And, you know, all the snow, all the erosion, all the salt, uh, all the everything. We lived in downtown Watertown, a really beautiful neighborhood over next to the hospital. But we were having faulty problems with the foundation because it had been built 120 years earlier. And, uh, you know, it was eroding a little bit. And it was sinking and it was moving. So you constantly had to jack things, reassert things, make things differently, do things differently, make a difference. And, uh, but a life is like that. Uh, on Christ the solid rock I stand. And uh, what do you stand on today, friends? Think about that as we go through this psalm. And beautiful song. Thank you, Stephanie. You know, that, mm. that first verse coming right out, that first verse, uh, what respect it's talking there. It says, you know, princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. Look at 162. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. I found these great riches. I found these great things that are, that are free. It's, it's like, it's like the, you know, to the victor go the spoils and, you know, there's victory in Christ. There's a, there's a victory there. And, 
and I'm standing on that solid rock and I'm trusting him. And he's saying, Stephanie, I found this great spoil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's making a difference. And, and, you know, and, and when you find these great spoils, when you, when you find this great loot, I belong to this Facebook page called military collectibles and things like that. And then you can look at my Facebook page, but they're always posting things from world war two, especially some things from world war one. Once in a while, you'll see something from the Spanish American war or civil war. They want to know, is this real? What's the price? And, and, you know, there is a whole group of people that pounce on it immediately say, no, nah, it's not real. So 90% of the stuff you buy is junk is what they're saying. But every once in a while they'll say, Whoa, what a find. But can I tell you something, friends, you know what the greatest find ever is Jesus Christ. And, How's he made a difference in your life, Stephanie? Wow. Well, you know what? It's I love this verse because um, God's word truly is like a treasure chest. I've I've told ladies before um, that's one of the reasons that scripture journaling is powerful because it becomes a treasure chest. Those verses become your riches. They become your wealth because they're your comfort. Because your security and you know you can find your security in this world in the sense of um and i'm saying it's wrong to have money in the bank or to have stocks and investments and all of that i'm not saying that's at all wrong um and we do find a sense of security from a human perspective but oh how much greater the security that god's treasures are to us his promises they are like a great spoil they they are their greatest treasures in the world. And I think of a kid song that says, Holy Bible, Book Divine, Precious Treasure, Thou Art Mine. And where God's Word is our greatest treasure chest in the world, and it's filled with unsearchable riches. Like, it's, it's an, there's no bottom. It's better than Mary Poppins' bag. There's no end to the riches that we can pull out of God's Word to bring us help, comfort, peace, strength, joy, um, where it is, it is so full of everything God has for us. You know, how's that old kid song go? The windows of heaven are open. The mm-hmm. blessings are falling tonight. And it's yeah. joy, joy, joy in my heart since Jesus made everything right. Is that, is that how it goes? Something like that, yes. The windows of heaven are open. The blessings are falling tonight. And there's joy, joy, joy in my heart since Jesus made everything right. You know, folks, there's something to be said about that. And the psalmist said, hey, there's joy here. There's great things going on. Look at these next couple verses. I, I think, you know, we come from that respect, that rejoicing, that joy. And we go over here to Psalm 119, verse number 163. And it says, I hate and abhor lion, but thy Lord do I love. And, uh, you know, that verse is, it's, it's drawing comparisons on what we should love, what's lovely, and what's ugly. What we should love and what we should hate. He says, I abhor lie. I don't like liars. You know, people, we've seen that, Stephanie. We lived through people. We had people lie about us. They didn't even check to see if the other guy was lying to them. I mean, it just built on top of each other. I abhor that. You know, that word abhor means it's, it's stronger than hate. You know, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's beyond detestable. Yeah, I want to get away from it. I abhor it. I don't want it to be part of my life. I want to move on from that. And, and friends, you know, you should abhor hate. You should abhor love and everything godly and everything God has to say. I think that's what's saying. I, I love these things, but I hate these. And we teach our kids that. I mean, 
What, what do you teach your kids about lying, Stephanie? Well, um, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. So in other words, they're, they're, all sins are equal, but there are certain things in the Bible like pride, lying, sowing discord, um, shedding innocent blood. There are things that God lists as abominations to him. And lying is one of those things. Um, there's something that I was taught growing up. There were certain things that were looked on with extra level of, no, this is not okay. And lying was one of them. And um, teaching, I think it's important to teach our kids that lying is lying. There is no such thing as a little white lie. Yeah. Um, because we live in a society where lying has become the norm, even in Christian quote unquote circles. And it's not okay. Lying is never okay. And um, I think it's very important to learn that at a young age because it will distort the rest of your life if you if you have that. And God takes lying very seriously. And there's things, you know, th there are things that sadly that people say, well, you know, lying a little bit, you know, it's never right uh, to do something wrong to make something right happen even, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it's never right. And uh, it's it's never going to work, and I think that's what's going on here. And I I think you know he's saying I I abhor lying. I just can't stand that. Uh, but thy Lord, I love that. I love the right things. I love you, God. Then seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteousness and great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. You want great peace in your life, love God and his word and what he's telling you to do. I think that's what it's saying. And, and it's this idea there of having, the, you know, this poise and this praise and trusting in him and, and uh, trusting in what his word has got to say and, and, and how it says it. And, and I think, you know, look at 166. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul have kept thy testimonies and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies for all thy ways before thee. And I'm walking, I'm doing the walk, I'm walking the walk. So it says, be patient, be poiseful, trust God. And then mm -hmm. it's saying, I'm not just talking, but I'm walking the walk. Yeah. There's two kinds of Christians, Stephanie. You know that, and I know that. There's people who talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Yeah. And then there's people who walk the walk. And, and I think what God's word's telling us here is we got to walk the walk. You know, if yeah. we're going to make a difference, if God's going to use us, if our lives are going to be different, if we're going to heal, if things are going to change, well, walk the walk. So how do we walk the walk, Stephanie? You know, I hit you with 10 of these hard questions every podcast. So <laughs> tell a podcast world, tell our peeps, how do we walk the walk? Making daily choices, making moment-by-moment -moment choices. You know, words are empty. Um, head knowledge is empty. Are those things good? Yes. But are they are they the real deal? No. It is our actions. Um, faith without works is dead. And um, you, can, you can be an eloqu eloquent preacher. You can be the best. Um, you know, you can be a Bible expositor. You can be a great whatever, but if it is not who you are, it is absolutely worthless. And 
that's who the Pharisees were. They had all this head knowledge about God. They had all of this thing, but they were, Jesus called them whited sepulchers full of dead men's bones. They, they didn't, they, they knew how to walk their version of quote unquote Christianity. Yeah. But it was dead, literally dead. And walking the walk, first of all, means, you know, Jesus as your savior. It means that first of all, you're not religious because you can know the Bible. You can be a great spiritual quote unquote person. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior, all of that is absolutely worthless. So that's the foundation. Yes. Well, that's the beginning of the walk. The real walk begins with salvation, but then moment by moment, dependence on Jesus Christ That is the Christian walk. If you're walking in any kind of way as a Christian, it's going to lead to defeat. It's going to lead to despair. It's going to lead to burnout because Jesus Christ, dependence on him, he is the Christian life. And the term of quicken that we have seen over and over throughout Psalm 119, life again, that is Jesus Christ. He is our life. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. And now we you know, see him through a glass darkly, but then face to face, but we see him. We see him in his word. And, I, and that's the psalmist. I think that's why the psalmist has such a thirst throughout Psalm 119 for Christ, because he is the walk. He is, he, this is who Jesus is. And walk, the walking the walk means you're living Jesus. He is a part of you. He is being seen, known, and heard through you because you're his conduit. You're his channel. And that's what the Christian life is all about. It is. It, it's, it's trusting in him. It's, it's living. It's loving. It's everything about God. And like you say, it starts with that enlistment. And uh, one of the best things you could say about a soldier, when you were reported to a new place and as you got the, to the place where you were a leader, you were in charge, you had the rank, you, you lived those different things, as you got to that place, as you showed up there, uh, what would happen is, you know, people would say, hey, that soldier over there, he or she walks the walk. They're the real mm-hmm. deal. And you know what, folks, if, if people can say you're the real deal about your salvation, if people can say you're the real deal about your relationship with God, if people can say you're the real deal, you walk the walk, man, you're there. And, and Stephanie just gave us a blueprint how to do it. It's biblical. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Go over to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Read it 10 times. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So if you want to put things together in Stephanieism, the way she just told you to walk the walk, hey, that's a good word. But if you want to get there you got to join on man you got to get saved Mm -hmm. and then you got to give yourself wholly acceptable to god and say god i don't know what you're going to do with me i don't know what this life's going to be all about i don't know where i'm supposed to go i don't know what i'm supposed to do i don't know how this all finishes i don't know how it all starts i don't know where the beginning is i don't know where the end is but i'm all in and i think that's uh, i think that's walking the walk I think that's living a different life. I think that's being in a different place. Hey, listen, folks, we love you. If there's anything we can do for you, and by the way, we gave you the song up front, so this this guy's just about done. But I want you to listen to everything Brother Eric 
in production has got to say to you because I think accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is real important. And another thing we'd like to do, if, if, if you need a good church home or something, you know, write us. Write us on our Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits. And Stephanie and I read those once in a while, and uh, we'll definitely answer and make a recommendation to you. We love you folks. Thank you again for honoring us. We'll talk to you real soon. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.